Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and of course, joining me as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how are we doing, brother? Doing good, brother. You ready for this? Sort of. Yeah, I know. It's hasn't been that great of a week, has it? Not football-wise. Oh. Uh, let's get into it. Sure. <laughs> we'll start with the top 25 in college football. Number one, Georgia won over Georgia Tech, 37-14. By the way, this is or was rivalry week, so a lot of these will be rivalry games. Number two, Ohio State lost 45-23 to rival number three, Michigan. Oh, yeah, down by 22 at home. Suck it, Buckeyes. Sorry. You really can't stand them Buckeyes, can you? No, we're going to talk about that later. (laughs) Number four, TCU demolished Iowa State 62-14. I don't really think that's a rivalry game, but it was a beatdown nonetheless. Number five, LSU lost to Texas A&M, 38-23. Again, not really a rivalry game. But we do have a rivalry game next as number six, USC beat number 15, Notre Dame, 38-27. Number seven, Alabama beat in-state rival Auburn, 49-27. Number eight, Clemson lost to in-state rival South Carolina, 31-30. Number nine, Oregon lost to in-state rival number 21, Oregon State, 38-34. We're going to avoid that one. Number 10, Tennessee bounced back nicely to destroy Vanderbilt 56 to nothing. That is an in-state rivalry. Hasn't been much of a rivalry for a while. Football-wise, anyways. Basketball and baseball-wise, yes. Great rivalry. Football-wise, Vandy, sorry, guys. You just don't bring nobody to the table in football. Anyways, number 11, Penn State handled Michigan State 35-16. Number 12, Kansas State beat in-state rival Kansas 37-27. Number 13, Washington won the Apple Cup over rival and in-state rival Washington State, 51-33. Just killed me there, didn't you, Washington? Just had to stick it to me some way. Had to beat us earlier in the year and then just screw us again. Number 14, Utah annihilated Colorado, 63-21. Number 16, Florida State beat in-state rival Florida, 45-38. Number 17, North Carolina lost to rival North Carolina State, 30-27 in double overtime. Number 18, UCLA beat California, 35-28. Number 19, Tulane beat number 24, Cincinnati, 24, I mean 27-24. 
Number 20, Ole Miss lost to in-state rival Mississippi State, 24-22. Number 23, Texas beat Baylor, 38-27. And finally, number 25, Louisville lost to in-state rival Kentucky, 26-13. Cooper, what stands out to you from the weekend of Rivalry Week? And you say the Civil War, I'm going to smack the crap out of you. I'm going to smack the crap out of you. <laughs> you want to be smacked, don't you? Well, you know... You just want me to reach over there and smack <laughs> the piss right out of you, don't you? Uh, it sucks, dude. But yeah, I'm thinking about it because it's like, the fuck, dude? How do the Ducks lose to the Beavers? Blow a 21-point lead? Oh, I can tell you, but I'm I, we'll be here all night. You want to be here all night? Riffs. It's conspiracy. It's my conspiracy. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. I don't have time for this. Uh, yes, you do. Let's do this. All right. So, my thought, and it's been about two decades long, because Oregon has been a mediocre at best football program nationally since its inception in the early, or actually, sorry, late 19, sorry, late 1800s, 1890s. So we've been mediocre. We barely even made it to our prestige conference bowl game, the Rose Bowl, a handful of times. We really haven't gone that often. But USC has been a lot. UCLA has been a lot. They're football programs. They're part of the blue blood groups, technically. UCLA, not as much as SC, but SC is considered a blue blood. Of course, you have almost every good southern team, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Florida is now considered a a late arrival to the Blue Bloods because they didn't really get there until Spurrier became the head coach and got them over the hump finally. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Urban Meyer picked it up from the mid-2000s and helped them get over again with Tebow and stuff. But I'm just, that's, I digress. Um, so we're not a Blue Blood. We are a team that goes against the grain of the Blue Bloods. So the NCAA doesn't like us. At all. I don't know why they don't like us, dude. I mean... Because we, we're, we're not a good old boy team. Well, that's true. I mean, but at the same time, it's like... It's so cool all the things the Ducks do. Like, if you've ever been to Austin Stadium... Mm-hmm. The life in that stadium is so much different. And we've, we've just recently went to the Swamp. Mm-hmm. The Swamp was good. Mm-hmm. It don't beat Oregon. We also went when it was still pretty good. Yeah. Florida's not there yet. They're in the middle of True. A, they're in the middle of a program rebuild. I'm sure the swamp is probably rocking when they're national contenders. True, true. I bet you it is too because they so, are, they do have a lot of loyal fans there, which yeah. is cool. And then the whole one thing I will say is everyone was very courteous and yeah. nice to us. Yes. I appreciate that. And I think the only thing that doesn't help, and I'm not trying to disrespect Missouri, but Missouri is not really a major football program either. Right. If we were playing a top-tier SEC team, you know, obviously not Georgia because they go play in Jacksonville. They go play them in Jacksonville all the time. Yeah. But, like, if we could have seen them play Bama, if we could see them play LSU, something like that, we would probably get a raucous... Swamped uh, crowd. Um, you are right, dude. Um, packed crowd. We're basically because the Pac-12, almost everybody's considered your rival in the Pac-12, yeah, right? Because you're 
we cannibalize each other all the time. That's why we haven't been in the playoff since 2016 when Washington made it and got roasted. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So it was funny. To yeah. me, it was a little funny. You know, Washington thinks they're all big and bad and <laughs> go get their asses handed to them. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, so they're, they're a little pale and... So it all started in 2001, when we finally became a national team. We wa- we lost only one game, but we couldn't get the computers to like us, and instead they sent Nebraska to face Miami. I'm not saying we would have beat Miami because Miami was going to win that national title, probably no matter what. Yeah, I think we would have made it a better game because we also had a Heisman contender. And Joey Harrington, who could throw the ball, where the Heisman winner, who was on Nebraska's team that went to place Miami, was just a running quarterback. So they basically just ran the option. I don't, like I said, I can't guarantee you that we would have won the game. I just think we would have made it a better game. A decent game, yeah. And we didn't get to go. Because we lost to Stanford. Ironically, a lot of our issues is with Stanford, too, which really pisses me off. Yeah. Um, we've had questionable calls against Stanford in the Harbaugh years and the early David Shaw years, which we'll talk about him in a little bit too. And so we've had to deal with that. We've had bad calls or no calls go against us in Stanford games. The national title game we went to when we made it to the finally made it to the national championship in 2011. The rest ignored major blatant um, conduct. Uh, not um god what the, what's the penalty called it's not conduct conduct instrumental um whatever it basically a lot of the auburn players especially their one good defensive lineman fair uh fairly kept stomping on michael james almost every chance he got when he tackled him and a few times those missed penalties didn't keep our drive alive which probably we could have scored again but we didn't because guess what they didn't bother calling the penalties of him stomping our damn running back. Yeah. And they didn't call it. That, and also, I don't think Cam Newton should have been in playing in that game because we all know no. that his dad took money for him to go to Auburn. Exactly. So, that was kind of crap I mean, well, to well, me. Didn't, didn't he have problems before when he was with Florida, too? Yeah, he, he uh, stole laptops and stuff like that, I believe, and then he so he left the program. I, the, I've never been a Cam Newton fan. In fact, I really hated it when he went to the Panthers, and they made him out to be like this, the next big thing. And, and trust me, at the time, when he went there, I was a big Panther fan there for a while. Mm-hmm. But when he went there, I cut all ties because they're like, nope. Yep, we're done with that. So we got that one. Um, we've had bad calls, like I said, against Stanford. That's cost us a couple chances before that year. That we went to the national, t- well, not that year, but when we went to the national title in 2014, we kind of got screwed in the Stanford game. We still made the playoff, and I guarantee you what happened was is the NCAA kind of laid low on the Florida State game because they figured, well, the defending national champion Florida State Seminoles are going to probably crush the Ducks. Little did they know, we are more talented than they thought because we also had the Heisman Trophy winner that year, Marcus Mariota, and our defense was stout and made Jameis Winston look like a little you know what? And he still looks like a little. You know yeah, what? well, he does. But I'm just saying, he made him. Re- they made him look really they bad. They roasted him, man. They roasted him. And Dalvin Cook was had 
had butter for hands at, out of nowhere too because he couldn't hold on the ball with crap either. He fumbled yeah. a few times that helped us out, and we so we blew out Florida State. Then the refs are like, well, then the NCAA I think puts their hand on the Ohio State championship game, which by the way, you go back that year, I don't think Ohio State should have been in the in the playoff to begin with. That's just me though. Um, you can go back and look at that yourself and kind of determine whether or not you think they should have been. I don't think they should have. They had a really bad loss against Virginia Tech, but somehow they still made it, which didn't make sense because Virginia Tech wasn't even that good that year. So it's like I don't know how you got in because you weren't even they weren't even good. Right, the favoritism yeah. of certain uh, of, of programs, the SEC and programs like, like that. Ohio it's State, like, yeah, because Ohio State again is a blue blood. Michigan, a blue blood. You know, a good old boy team basically. Yeah. Um, and so, and I grant it, I get it. Ezekiel was a, Ezekiel Lilly was a beast, but he had wide open holes because Ohio State's offensive line was getting away with holding all game long. And then I also didn't like when Joey Bosa hit Marcus Mariota late on a pass so late that after Marcus had thrown the ball, took about two and a half steps and then Bosa hit him and they didn't call roughing the passer on that. And Marcus ended up hurting his shoulder, and I think that kind of probably almost cost him a little bit on his development as an NFL quarterback because his shoulder was messed up going into that rookie year because he got hit like that, and they didn't call shit. So I'm just saying. And every time we get close to being back towards getting better, we have Stanford usually or Utah last year, uh, the first game against Utah, the second game uh, crystal ball in the Pac-12 championship game was out the door already going to Miami. And, he didn't care. <laughs> and the thing I can't stand to is for some reason we can't keep coaches. Mm-hmm. Like they always leave, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the only one, like you said, that I agree with that was okay with, we were okay with leaving was Chip Kelly. Because, yeah, he was taking his talent, he was taking his offense and trying to see if he can make it work in the NFL. Yeah. So I'm not going to blame you. You and plus he had been there for years. He was an offensive coordinator, I think, for about almost five years before he took over the head coaching job from Mike Bellotti when Mike Bellotti stepped down. Yeah. And then he was there for four more years. So he was almost there for a whole decade with us before he left and went. Well, let me try the NFL because you can't have that kind of regret. Right. You got to say I got to try. And it, and if it comes back to to the NCAA. It didn't matter where he went because, you know, he already went to the NFL. So it's like, we respect you, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of wish you were back to her being our coach. Pretty much. Like, or at least our offense. Can you come be our offensive coordinator? Something, right? <laughs> our offensive coordinator left. So, and then this, so then this year, I didn't like, um, well, I knew we weren't going to beat Georgia. Whether... We weren't ready for that game. I don't even know why we weren't ready for that game, but I knew we weren't going to beat yeah. Georgia anyways. They were coming off a national championship, and they were going to make sure they looked good still. Um, we had a couple close games that were um, iffy. We had that um, ref that I didn't that refing crew against Stanford that I didn't like, and he almost called some things that were like, oh, I don't know about that. That was sketchy. And then this game against the Civil War, because we were almost back in complete – Playoff contention, even though we... Oh, it was the Washington game. He was back, and he screwed us. And besides our injury, too, to... And that, the end was the coach's fault, but the game itself was the referees. Overall game, referees. The ending, coaches. Don't get me started on the coaches. Yeah, right. But then we almost 
Carl back into playoff contention because all we needed to do, beat the Beavers, which again would have been a top 25 win. After we beat Utah the previous week, which was a top 25 win, yeah. beat the Beavers, that's another top 25 win. Then we go play S- uh, SC in the Pac-12 championship game. If we win that game, that's another, t- that's a top 10 victory that we would have. Right. And then the, we have, look, I mean, we talk about this. Ohio State lost. Wouldn't be conference champion. We should be ahead of them. Um, TCU ended up winning. But if if somehow Kansas State would have beat them this weekend and they fell out, they wouldn't be conference champion. We would be conference champion. Um, like I said, we beat at, we could have beat, if we would have beaten SC this weekend, this coming weekend, you know, that would have helped. I mean, it was, and LSU lost. So yeah. everybody in front of us was basically giving us a opportunity. The only thing we would have had to do is beat SC ourselves and hope that Kansas State would have pulled the upset on TCU. Yeah. And we should have been able to then, because to me, I don't care what Alabama history is, they're not conference champions. They shouldn't have got to go. And then Ohio State wasn't a conference champion. I don't think you can take a one loss over a two loss Pac-12. That's a conference champion. But, you know, whatever. Yep, they, they like their favorite. Because there's no way you can tell me that you're down 21 points and you can run the ball that much and come back and win. That's not possible. Yeah, nobody does that. And that's, they're not, they're, they're not you know, calling the holding calls mm-hmm. and just getting away with stupid shit. Yeah. And it's, it's bullshit anymore. It is, so. But I'm glad we went on this little... Little uh, rabbit hole, rabbit hole. Because you know, rabbit hole that I've been... I, I know you've been wanting to say it, but well, I was gonna save it for the off season, honestly. But, but... you know, well, let's get it out there, dude. It, it's bullshit the way they're treating Oregon. It's bullshit the way these coaches constantly leave. Yeah, I mean, we we can't catch any ground if if we can't build. Right. They're always moving, and now they got this portal thing, yeah, the where players form. can just go wherever they feel like, and it's yeah. like, yeah, one of our good receivers has already entered the portal, and he's probably going to end up at Arizona State, following Kenny Dillingham over there, and it's just going to be like, dude, can we not see this many people enter the transfer portal? I mean, luckily so far we've kept our quarterback that's coming, Dante Moore, who's almost he's like the top three quarterback in the nation so it's like we might get lucky and have him still um and i'm just i'm like oh god i hope he wins out as a freshman because we've seen ty thompson and ty thompson cannot read a run option to save his fucking life yeah that's what killed us on that fourth down because he handed the ball off and washington was all over it where if he would have kept it himself he could have ran for the first down on that fourth down against washington but he misread the read option. I'm just like, dude, you can't read a read option. How can we trust you next year? Because we're going to have to re- rely on somebody. I'm hoping it's either going to be Dante Moore when he comes or Jay Butterfield next year. Right. Give me one of those. I'm, I can't trust yeah, Ty Thompson. My dad's been clamoring for Butterfield. So if Butterfield gets a chance, my dad will be happy. Yeah, because... And and I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not going to talk about any other quarterback that's a local that just got in trouble. Because it's bad what he got in trouble for. Anyways. So, any other game besides that since you made me go down the rabbit hole? 
<laughs> well, Florida, Florida State, I mean, I know we're being homers here, but, but let's be honest, dude. Like, now Florida State, and it's funny how Florida State hasn't been relevant for how many years, and now all of a sudden, like, oh, we beat Florida. Well, guess what? Florida hasn't been the same team they were for a while either, yeah. so... You can run your mouth all you want, but I still think Florida is a better, better team. Yeah, to be honest, it's really weird to have you twenty three year late, twenty three years later, be a Gator fan over a Seminole fan because you were Seminole um, after uh, after <laughs> when I met you. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> Bobby Bowden, man. I mean, come on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, Back in the day, he was the he was the guy. Plus, Winky, and Chris Winky. I mean, that dude was he was crazy. Yeah, he was good, crazy good. I I think when uh I think when uh Florida's Florida's golden boy came in, that's when you really flipped back over to the Gators. Uh, Tim, Tebow, Tim, Timmy Tebow. Yes, I love Tebow. How Tebow can you just, not love Tebow? He's just one of those guys like dude. Like, I could see myself just chilling with you. All right? Yeah. He's a cool guy. He is. Uh, I was a little surprised North Carolina lost. Um, that's a hard game to lose in a double overtime and a rivalry game. Right before the ACC title game that yeah. they're in. That's not good for um, them. Or And Clemson lost. Um, that was a hard pill to swallow, I think, for Clemson. Yeah, Clemson hasn't been the same for a while, man. It really sucks because... They they were a good program there for a bit, right? So. I I I I have a hard time. It's like DJ Ugalali was a highly touted recruit, and they've had to pull him in late in games to freaking spark their offense, right? And they did it. They had to do it last year too, and they're doing it this year. It's like what is going on? You know, it's different with like, you know. Like with Florida last year, when Anthony Richardson was coming in for the other kid, yeah, to spark the offense because then Anthony Richardson eventually took over and then kept the job and then was the full time starter this year. We didn't pull him. Granted, there's times I wish they did <laughs> because Richardson would drive you insane. Yeah, he's either on or he's way off. Yeah, there's not there's not a happy medium with Richardson, and that's why I say, please come back next year. I don't care. What anybody says, you got NIL. It's not like you have to worry about money now as a college NFL player, right? College football player or basketball player, or so on and so forth. You don't have to worry about money now. You can get an NIL deal and you'll get good money to take care of yourself and your family while you're in college. Just because you can make more in the NFL doesn't mean you necessarily want to go now and then flame out in four years, right? Get better now, go into the NFL and continue to grow there and possibly have a 10, 12, maybe 15 year career. I mean, I, I mean, and let's be honest right now. I mean, mm-hmm. how many, how many freaking teams in the NFL really have that great of a quarterback? Who has a coach that can handle having a quarterback period? Because there's some so, coaches that shouldn't be head coaches. Yeah. We're seeing it. Granted. I know, I made fun of Minnesota, but we're seeing a whole better offense out of Minnesota with an offensive-minded coach to help Kirk Cousins than the defensive-minded coach who wanted him to hand off the ball, maybe throw on occasion. 
We're seeing a better record. We're seeing a better Kirk Cousins. He actually showed up on primetime this last week. You know, shocked you. Shocked the hell out of me. But it's the it's the mindset. You got to have a proper mindset. We we've seen it too. Just if you want to not even use Kirk Cousins, how about Goff? Now, granted, Goff's been playing pretty well. Danny Campbell's kind of stayed out of his way, I think, too. That's mm-hmm. helped. Because he's letting his offensive coordinator pretty much, hey, man, you got this. Take care of business with him. So, and it's starting to show. They've they're been one of the best scoring offenses in the league. Their defense has been sub, <laughs> sub, uh, suspect. And why they've lost as many games as they have. But, look, Jeff Fisher, defensive-minded coach, ground-and-pound type of quarterback. Yeah. Goff went 0-7 his rookie year. Enter um, Sean McVay, offensive-minded quarterback. Not quarterback. He was a quarterback in college, but I'm just saying. Offensive-minded, quarterback-friendly coach. Throw the ball around. Still uses, you know, used Todd Gurley, I think, better, even though Gurley was already kind of getting worn down, I think, before um, uh, McVay got there, which kind of sucked. Yeah. I think if Gurley had McVay his whole time in his career, um, instead of having to deal with ground and pound Fisher first, I think he'd probably still be playing, honestly, myself, but that's just me. Um, then you would see um, golf got better. I mean, come on. It, and it's unfortunate because this may be the highlight of his career. Golf went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football and put up 54 points. Well... I know the defense helped out with a couple scores themselves, but I'm just saying, he went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football. Yeah. And didn't blink. That's impressive. I don't care who you are as a quarterback. The only thing I could say is, well, if it was Josh Allen, not really surprising. Tom Brady, we wouldn't have been surprised. But Jared Goff, I think, shocked the crap out of everybody. Yeah, definitely, man. It's all about your coach. And so there's coaches out there, so we... There's two examples. It's got to be the coach. So it ends up where you, where you end up going. Because we're seeing it with the Jets right now. They benched their number two quarter, or their number two overall pick quarterback for a backup. And the team seems to be okay with it too. Yeah, Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. I mean, we'll talk about that later. But I'm just saying, it's like, but is it all on Zach Wilson or is it someone of the coaching staff? Right. Because you have a defensive-minded coach. Why haven't the Patriots been doing very well offensively? Because you have a defensive-minded coach. Granted, Josh McDaniels helped that out. And you see it in the offense. Their offense has been lackluster because McDaniels left to take over in uh, Vegas. So you're seeing it. You've got to be offensive-minded or have somebody who is offensive-minded under you that can push your quarterback to be better. So... Definitely agree, dude. So, Anthony Richardson. Stay. Stay, because Billy Napier will make you better because he is an offensive-minded coach. And he will help you be better. You might end up possibly being a first or second or at least a top five pick. Not in next year's draft, but the year after that draft, because it's next year. The 2024 draft pick, you might be a top five guy then by then. That's just me. But we'll see what happens. Yes. So, let's move on. Let's do this. So, there have been five official coaching hires in college football. Nebraska hired Matt Rule, offensive-minded coach. Imagine that. Arizona hired Kent, uh, our offensive coordinator. 
Arizona State hired our offensive coordinator, Kenning Dillingham. Oh, look at that. Another offensive-minded coach. Mm. Uh, Luke Fickle, he's one of those coaches who delegates really well. Uh, and so he's going to get an opportunity with a big boy school and see what, how that goes. Uh, let's see here. Hugh Freeze is known for off having, or at least having good offenses. Uh, off the field issues is a little bit different. And then former NFL quarterback and Super Bowl winner Trent Dilfer hired by University Alabama Birmingham to Ooh, be that's their head interesting. coach. And he has um, rebuilt the Linsum Academy program. I know this because I watch the herd, and he's a frequent guest during football season on the herd. And he's uh, been their head coach, and they went undefeated this year. And um, today, today they were in the um, Tennessee uh, State Championship for their level. Right on, dude. So um, you guys make sure to check that out and see how they did, because it will be his last game with Linsum Academy, as he will become an official um, Blazer. Yeah, it's UAB Blazers. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I'm like, they're Dragon logo, but I don't think they're called the Dragons. I'm like, uh, Blazers. That's right. They call themselves the Blazers. But again, offensive-minded guy because he was a former NFL quarterback. So he's going to be offensive-minded. He'll make sure he gets the right guys. Granted, it's UAB. We're not going to expect a whole lot, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Definitely is, man. All right. Any um, thoughts on any of the coaching hires? No, man. You, you covered it, brother. <laughs> like we said, you get an offensive, offensive-minded. Guy. You got to kind of go. That's where football is going, basically. Um Let's see. There are reports, too, that Colorado has offered their opening to Deion Sanders, who admitted the report being true, but has his focus set on the conference championship game for the SWAC conference championship this Saturday against Southern. And in a bit of shocking news, Stanford head coach David Shaw resigned after their season came to a close. Very interesting, dude. It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see what Dion does. Um, I like the fact of him being a you know, a coach. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll keep going with this. Maybe eventually we'll see him move up to the NFL. He's admitted he doesn't think he can handle dealing with um, NFL guys because he doesn't. He thinks it's all too egotistical. Granted, from one of the most egotistical right. NFL players of all time, he doesn't seem like it now, but he was <laughs> right. So I kind of see his point, though. If you don't think you can handle guys who are making money, at that level yeah. of money, obviously, we're talking that level of money, maybe college is better for him. I guess that's true. I mean, I mean, fine example is Urban Meyer. You know, you can't handle being around people that make money, then... Basically, if you start messing with people who make who have this as a job, mortgage or, a mortgage, family, yep. car, car no, all that fun stuff, yep. you better <laughs> be more respectful, and obviously some people can't. So, I, and this is where I, I'm okay with Dion going somewhere and building another program too, if he does, I'm because he, he seems really happy at Jackson State, um, which is an, you know, an HBCU school, um, which is historically black college or university. Um, which is, that's what that stands for. Um, and he wanted to help build up the HBCU level schools and make them, um, you know, respectable, give you another option other than you don't have to go to... Other than a big school. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to go to the SEC. You don't have to go to the Big Ten. You yeah. can, technically, in the sense, you can stay closer to home because, you know, a lot of these 
HBC team um, teams are by where these kids grew up. Yeah. So you know, so it's respect. You know, it's respectable that way. But he could delegate. Like I said, he can be like Luke Fickle. He can be a delegator. He can be like, "You're in charge of offense. You take care of that. You're in charge of defense. You take care of that. I'm just going to be head coach. I'm going to kind of, you know." Uh, he's like a helicopter parent. I'll be in over here for a little bit. I'm going to be over here for a little bit watching you, you know, but yeah. final decisions usually are going to have to go through me. I'll make sure everything's, you know, kosher and we're good to go. So that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward Definitely to Definitely going to be interesting. I just don't know if he can do much at Colorado. <laughs> Colorado's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to build yeah. Colorado. Um, Colorado hasn't been much of anything since the early, late 90s, early 2000s. When we smoked them in Fiesta Bowl the year, we should have been in the national title game. By the way, Colorado beat Nebraska that year. Kicked their ass. Well, and there you go. Nebraska went to the national title, and then we beat them 38-7 to in the Fiesta Bowl. Just saying. I'm not saying we would have beat Miami. Just, just saying. Conspiracies. Just saying. We would have at least made it a better game, especially since we beat the team that beat the crap out of Nebraska. Just saying. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so one more college note. This is my favorite one. <laughs> I'm about to freaking oh, rip, Lord, in, here we go. rip into boy, uh, not Boise State, the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Is Ohio State becoming the Dallas Cowboys of college football? Every year we have to hear that this should be the year Ohio State is ready to challenge the SEC for the national title. Yet they have not won it and potentially becomes eight years if they fail to reach the playoff this year. That will be back-to-back years without a playoff appearance if Michigan, TCU, SC win their conference championships. LSU should, I mean, Georgia should handle LSU, but it will be another year that Ohio State failed to live up to expectations just like those Cowboys. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And it's kind of funny you say that because Zeke being from... Ohio State? Ohio State. And yeah. he's a Cowboy now? Yeah, yeah it's kind of ironic, but... Uh... Yeah, dude, they're, they're overrated. I don't care for them much. And they, they always hype them up. Always. Right? It's like, what the hell? All we hear about is how great they are, how great they are. Oh, they're just dominating teams. They have the most 10-point, 10 10, uh, 10 double-digit wins of any other co- co- team in the nation. I'm like, yeah, did you watch the whole game? Did you see how much they struggled? Uh, look at what they did against Penn State. If it wasn't for the fact that Penn State's offense was pretty much in shambles by the end of that game, that could be Penn State's victory, not Ohio State's victory. But yeah, here we are. They got, luckily, and uh, JT Tuomolo freaking went off in that game. They were lucky he went off. If he doesn't go off, Penn State might have actually pulled out enough points to get that victory because he stopped a lot of Penn State's early drives and late drives by himself. So they're thankful for JT Tuomaula. If it's not for him, Penn State would have had that one. I'm just saying. So I'm just, I'm just sick of it, man. It's just, I'm tired of here. It's just like every year with the Cowboys. This is the year. Freaking Skip Bayless. Every year. Every damn year, dude. Tired of it. 26 years. And you haven't even been to the conference championship since you were last in the Super Bowl. You haven't gone past the division round. You flame out in the wild card or the division round itself because you had a bye week that year. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm done. Right. Get to the conference championship 
It's First, like, Cowboys, then we'll talk. It's like they talk so much about Dak Prescott. And Ohio State. And even, you know, Dak Prescott, when they talk so much about him with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. it's like he's a good quarterback when he can stay healthy. Yeah. But when is he ever healthy? Healthy enough? Yeah, exactly. When is he ever healthy enough for a whole season? I mean, granted, they got lucky. Cooper Rush kept him afloat. But I'll say a rush. Rush did all right. Maybe. Rush kept him afloat. Everybody thought the season was over for the Cowboys when Dak was injured after week one. But, I mean, come on. You lost to Tampa Bay. I don't see you beating Tampa Bay if you face them in the playoffs. I don't see you beating the Eagles. I honestly, if you have to go to Minnesota, I think Minnesota gets you back. Yeah. I don't, I just, I have a hard time. And don't even get me started on the 49ers who are beating the crap out of everybody or winning ugly 13 to nothing. I, I'm not buying it. There are three teams that I would buy over you and possibly four if I can think of another one. <laughs> I did think of Buccaneers. I, was, I, I blanked on the Buccaneers again. Buccaneers. Because you know what? Tom Brady will cheat somehow. Or the referees will do it for him. We all know how that ends. Just saying. I hope this is his last year. God, I hope so too. I'm sick and tired of his ass. I'm tired of hearing about it constantly. Yeah. We hear more about his drama than we do his on field. Right. And the way he acts on field, he just looks like he's just unhappy and he's a dick on the sideline. That's true. But I got to say this though. Whether you like Tom Brady or not, which I know we know, well, no, I don't. Isn't it still kind of a bitch move by Giselle to make it known publicly that they were going through that divorce? Mm. In the season, though? I guess, but you know how women are. I mean, it's... I mean, just let him finish out the year and then fucking divorce his ass. Or should have done it when he announced he was going to be in the Super Bowl. But did or they, go but back. Did they ever pick a right time no, or a good you're, time to you're do true, it? You're true about that. That's true. I'm just they, saying. They always pick the... I don't know. They pick the worst fucking the time worst always. time to do it. I'm just saying. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> I, 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 is this you kind of in a, in a way sticking up for Tom Brady? Oh, yeah, it is a little bit. It's a little scary. But, uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's... But as a man who's gone through divorce, I kind of <laughs> feel for him. <laughs> because it's like, that's a bitch move. Let him either... You should have said, we're done when he announced he was coming back. And just said, we're done now. We're going through the divorce before the season starts. Or suck it up, Buttercup, and wait until his season is done and then divorce his ass. But whatever. I just think women. That, uh, divorce. Some is... women. Some women. Sorry. Some women. Some of y'all are just bitches. Just saying. I, I think that, you know, yeah. <sighs> this has gone on. Well, that that divorce thing is a little bit sticky, brother. And it Well, it, and, it uh, affected his play a lot there. It definitely did. And he, it, he's and bouncing it back. He's bouncing back now that yeah. it's passed, and it's been some time. He's actually bouncing back a little bit, so he's starting to look again like the Tom Brady of even last year. But that stretch where it was announced that they were about to settle for their divorce, when it became official of their divorce, and then a couple weeks after that divorce, he looked like her. I know he beat my team. We didn't do anything to fucking to keep that game won because we should have that. Our team, my team was fucking 
killing me. <laughs> we should have won that game. Well, anyways, I know he won that game. And we were undefeated with him as a Buccaneer before that. I was so happy. We were beating the crap out of him. Yeah. With his super team that he had. Yeah. And then we lost. Anyways. But, you know, yeah, it's it's crappy, dude. But yeah. it's, to me, it's just the principle of the thing. Don't be it a bitch. Is. Don't be it a bitch. Is. Anyways, let's talk about some NFL. Let's do it. Besides Tom Brady and the Cowboys. <laughs> How did we get here? I went on some weird rant. <laughs> <laughs> so starting with Thanksgiving games. Oh, crap, I have to talk about the Buccaneers. All right. <laughs> Anyways. The Bills beat the Lions on Thanksgiving 28-25 in a surprisingly close game. The uh, Cowboys beat the Giants 28-20 in a game that really wasn't as close as the score indicates. And the Vikings beat the Patriots in primetime 33-26. That's the shocker because Kirk Cousins actually played well in primetime. <laughs> you finally did it. You kept And it wasn't talk- against the Bears. You kept talking about uh, enough crap. You finally did it, bro. I know, it's too bad we don't have any listeners in Minnesota. I could have thought, hey, he heard me. <laughs> if I had a Minnesota listen to on that right. one, I'd be like, he heard me, I knew he would. Lousy little... <laughs> and what's sad is I actually like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It's just primetime Kirk Cousins I can't stand. Except for this time. And it was the Patriots. and That just puts an extra bit of pep in my step for me. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. The Browns beat the Buccaneers 23-16 in overtime. Look, I stood up for you, and now I'm going to tear you down. <laughs> here we go. Well, including playoffs, Tom Brady was, I think, what did I say, like 143-0 when leading by seven with two minutes left to go in the game. Yeah. And that was his first loss, and it was to the Browns in overtime. Yeah. That's just hilarious to me. I'm sorry, but that's just fucking funny that's what makes it a so fucking funny it was the browns their last game with jacoby Brissett as their quarterback <laughs> and they lost yeah pretty crazy brother pretty crazy oh sorry but seriously i feel you bro about the divorce thing i feel you <laughs> i don't know how i don't know how we do this but this is fun shit. All right, the Dolphins ended up cruising to a 30-15 to win over the Texans. The Jaguars stunned the Ravens 28-27. Who, by the way, hadn't won a game by trailing by more than... By trailing by, what was it, six? Six or more? No, seven or more, because it was seven. So trailing by seven or more late in a game... The Jaguars had never won a game, and they broke that losing streak. Sat that losing streak. Uh, the fact that they beat Baltimore, dude, that's that's pretty big, dude. And mm-hmm. I, I hope this this, you know, gets their season rolling, and maybe we'll see them maybe make the wild card. Maybe if if they can. That's an ugly wild card play team. Bro. Some, <laughs> Play some good football for the rest of the season. I mean, we're seeing the improvement, though. And again, Definitely. a head offensive-minded head coach helping a young quarterback. Huh. Imagine what happens. And he has nothing but good things to say about Trevor Lawrence. All the time. And, and, and it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. He's always, we improved, we improved, we improved. Mm-hmm. And they have every week they've improved. Yeah. And if they lose... 
They're not losing by a lot. Right. Which is nice. Yeah, they're not It makes it good to go watch a game and be like, there's a chance. Right. So, I just wish we had the money to watch them play the Cowboys because they'll probably beat the Cowboys. And I'm going to laugh hysterically if they do. That would be awesome. I'm going to laugh hysterically. I will be a pain in every Cowboys fan's ass that day. <laughs> I will be all over social media as myself and as Big Man. And I'll be like, Cowboys, you fucking suck. I'll be messaging my aunt. My aunt. I'll be messaging Carl. I'll be messaging everybody. Y'all lost to the Jaguars. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? America's team. America's team lost to the Jaguars? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Where were we? Ah, the Chiefs easily handled my depleted or injury-depleted team 26-10. to 10. That's the Rams, by the way, if you don't know. I'm sure you should but know by now. The Bengals beat the Titans 20-16. to 16. They kept uh, Derrick Henry in check for most of the game. That's probably what helped. Yeah. Just like the playoff win last year. Oh! oh! <laughs> Don't let Derrick Henry run wild on you. Guess what you can do? You can actually beat the Titans. Imagine that. The Jets uh, went to their backup quarterback, Mike White, this week, and the offense went on to score 31 points in a 31-10 win over the Bears. Now, granted, the Bears were without Justin Fields, but still. You put up 31 points a week after you only had two total but yards in the second half? It's the Bears, bro. I'm just saying, that's nice improvement after the previous week where you should have really beat the Patriots. It definitely is a nice improvement, and the memes going around. The but, best one was the Cobra Kai one I showed yeah, you. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Why does it look like these two are getting ready to do battle for rivalry dojos from Cobra Kai? It's it was awesome, dude. And it's true. They do look like that, too. They look like... Yeah. <laughs> Miyagi-Do like, and Cobra Kai. That's just fantastic shit. I loved it. All right. Uh, the Commanders beat the Falcons 19-13. And unfortunately, um, if you haven't heard the news, it was reported earlier um, Wednesday uh, that uh, Kyle Pitts will be out for the rest of the year with an injury. That's very sad news. Uh, Kyle Pitts is is one of these rising stars, and mm-hmm. we wish him the best. And, and speedy recovery. Speedy recovery. Let's see here. Um, the Panthers beat the Broncos 23-10. What is happening with Russell freaking Wilson, bro? You can't beat the Panthers I, I, now? I don't get it, dude. Like, like I thought that him coming to the Broncos was going to be like his second coming. Ah, he should have retired. <laughs> or should have just stayed in Seattle. Or that. Because this is a nightmare. Oh, man. It, I mean, if he would just done what Gino's doing in Seattle, Seattle would probably be undefeated right now. We'd be talking about Seattle as a Super Bowl contender right now. The way they're... I'm just like, jeez. Of course, then again, they wouldn't have had the draft picks to get the players they got in the draft either but i'm just saying it just yeah. it just i mean seattle did lose so but i'm just saying it's it's been looking they're good. doing better than the broncos yeah they're doing better, a lot better than the broncos all right <laughs> the chargers went for two and got it in a win over the cardinals 25 24 the raiders seem to be getting their offense going of late as they won 40 to 34 in overtime over the seahawks Freaking Josh Jacobs with a walk-off 68-yard touchdown run? Are you kidding me? 68? 
We don't get to see that very often. It's nice, dude. Uh, that's some Madden status right there. Mad respect, mad right. props. That was unbelievable. What a walk-off. Yeah, off. man. The Niners shut out the Saints 13-0 to on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles beat the Packers 40-33. to Jordan Love came in and looked pretty decent in replacement of Rodgers, who was injured that game. I'm not, not saying anything controversial yet, but he looked decent. We'll see what happens. He hit a nice little crossing route with uh, their um, Christian uh, Christian Watson um, speed guy from North Dakota State, and he just kept on running, run right on past the Eagles defenders for a touchdown. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, I see you. I see you too. Right. That's, a, that's another connection that could be developing nicely down the line. You know, I'm just saying because you never know with Rodgers in mind. He might retire. He might have already retired. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> And on Monday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Colts 24-17. Cooper! What, from the weekend of football of pros this time, stood out to you? So many good games this weekend, especially with the holidays, dude. Uh, but, um, you know, it's it's for me, it was, I like the Steelers, dude. I actually sat down and actually watched this game, and it was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. So... It was kind of, I mean, it wasn't It wasn't the best of games. They could have done better on certain drives mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, it was, it was good. And, um, you know, Maddie, Maddie Wheels or Maddie Ice <laughs> kind of kept him contained just a little bit. Except yeah. for that Booker kid. It, I don't think there was contain, any containment. Dude, that dude's six foot seven. How are you going to contain him? Right? <laughs> that guy is huge. He's huge. That's a huge dude. I'm not saying the other one. <laughs> I was thinking it. Uh, reminds me of when your daughter said, that's a huge bag in Walmart. And I went, thank God she said bag. Because I thought she was about to say something else. I was like, oh my God, this child. This child is not about to say that. She says bag. I went, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes, that was a big bag, Haley. She's a good kid. Yeah. Good kid. Oh, man, that threw me for a loop. Um, anyways, uh, I mean, if the Raiders can continue looking like this offensively, they will make some noise themselves. Um, but they got to fix their defense, dude. Their defense is... Because at least with the Jaguars, the Jaguars' defense shows up at times. Yeah. We need them to show up a little bit more consistently, but it shows up at times when you need them to. And that's where, you know, because, I mean, they kept Lamar Jackson pretty well in check for that game. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't, I know you gave up 27 points, but at the same time, it's not like a normal Lamar Jackson game where he ran for almost 200 yards, threw for about 250. He didn't run all over the place, so. Yeah. Of course, you know, I mean, Cooper was calling for Josh Allen to have another Highlander game. I wanted him to because I hate freaking... We know you hate the running quarterback Lamar Jackson. Yes, he's he's retarded. Anyway, so we're gonna move on from the scores and the games to talk about some other things. First off, should the Rams consider shutting down key players for the rest of the year? Stafford missed this game against the Chiefs with another stint on the concussion protocol, plus a neck strain, and it sounds like he hasn't practiced yet all week and possibly won't be there again this weekend. 
Also during the game, Aaron Donald injured his ankle, and of course, Cup's been out with his out since his procedure. The Rams absolutely have no chance of making the playoff, and it would be probably their best interest to, um, for the star player and for the star players and their health to kind of pull the plug on this season. Cooper, what do you thought? Definitely, dude. Um, they they are plagued with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough depth there. There's not. Um, and they. Yeah, it just hit the nuke button on it. We're really at the point now where we need to see between um, Wolford and um, Perkins who you can trust to be your backup going forward or if you need another backup in case something, you know, knock on wood, that nothing ever happens again to Stafford. But if something does, you like, you know, like Cooper Rush helping out the Cowboys, you need some, if you need someone who can step in for a few games, and keep your team afloat. I mean, true. I mean, think about it. Stafford's getting older, dude. He's been a part of the league for how many years now? Uh, about, I think he's 12 or 11, something like that. Yeah, he's seasoned. And he's been hit a lot. And he didn't have an mm. offensive line for a long time in Detroit. And now our offensive line is in shambles and it's looking like Detroit again. <laughs> and we don't have Megatron walking in there for him to just quickly throw, throw it up to him. I love Cooper. Yeah, but Cooper's no Megatron. <laughs> so, so and obviously, and then of course, um, Allen Robinson's out for the rest of the year with a foot injury. So, I mean, he's basically he's already done too. So it's just like, let's go ahead and call it over. It's done. We're not making the playoff. You know, let's make some moves this off season. Probably gonna have to trade Ramsey. I would consider trading Allen too if you can get anything for Allen because. And I hate to say it because I don't want to. And I might have to go ahead and trade Bobby Wagner. We need draft picks. Yeah. We need picks. Honestly, he's only played, what, one season with you guys? So he just played this season. He's got a three-year it's, contract. It's not really going to hurt you too much. And yeah. So, I mean, it's probably best to kind of... As long as they don't get rid of Cup. Right. Don't get rid of Cup. Yeah, no, not Donald or Cup. That's you don't need to do that. It's kind of like the Steelers. I still wonder why they got rid of Claypool or Juju. Well, it's like okay, they Juju, they weren't gonna pay what Juju wanted, and they let Claypool go again because they're gonna they want Pickens, and I'm, we're we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm just but so it's like let's get some, but at least pull the plug on this season. Yeah. Don't risk Stafford anymore. It's not worth it. Your offensive line is still in shambles. It ain't worth it. See what you got in Perkins and Wolford for the rest of the year to see if either one of them are trustworthy to continue on being our backup or if you need to consider finding someone in the offseason, either through the draft or free agency. Let's talk about the Jets. The Jets decided to bench Zach Wilson this past week in hopes to allow him to get reset and eventually back into the field later this year. However, the offense seemed to get a spark with the QB change as they put up 31 points on the Bears' defense. Despite this, Robert Sala has stated that there will be no change in their QB plans. Of course, plans can change, though, if Mike White keeps winning. Cooper? I think that they really need to reconsider this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that your backup is better than your your starter? Yeah. Oh, man. Mike White? Yeah, that's all I gotta say, Mike White. It sounds like it's Mike White's time. I mean, because here's the thing: he didn't even go from 
starter to backup to the backup. He went starter to inactive, so he wasn't even a possible if Mike White got hurt and Flacco then goes in, and if Flacco got hurt, they wouldn't then need an emergency quarterback. He went from starter to inactive. That's already a negative in my eyes, for one. Two, on top of that then, to me, you can't really speak... This is one thing I actually always agree with Joy Taylor, and she's been kind of hard to agree with a lot on a lot of stuff lately, but you should never talk in absolutes when it comes to certain things, especially as a coach. That you're going to sit there and tell me that you're going to go back to Zach Wilson, because what if you're... Cause you're, even though the Bills won and you, well, you're still in division contention. What if Mike White can ride you into the playoffs as division champs? You still got another game with Buffalo. You got games with Miami still. And it's the Jets, dude. Yeah. It's the Jets. It's the Jets. Give them something. Let them keep going. If it's working, let it go. Why would you risk going back and setting your team back when you are a playoff contender and still in the contention for the division. This is, to me, I, that's where, I, like I said, I agree with her. Don't ever talk in absolutes as a coach because now you sound stupid if you decide, oh, no, Mike White keeps winning. Now we're going to just go ahead and stick with Mike White. And the problem is, is the fact that, you know, Wilson's not consistent. No, he's not. He's inconsistent. He misses the easy throws. I've seen him throw easy outs. Like, I suck at throwing now, I'm sure, but I could still probably hit a five-yard out and not airmail it over my receiver. Yeah, It's a, it's a five-yard out, dude. you got to hit that. You can't freaking throw it over your receiver's head. Right. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> I used to throw the ball around when I was younger. I could hit just about any pass. I just couldn't throw deep. That was my problem. I couldn't throw deep. But I could hit somebody in stride and make it look like I threw deep. <laughs> you know, I had a friend who was fast enough, and I was like, you know what, I... If I can hit you early enough, if you get past your freaking defender, oh, there you go, and I can get it to you, and he, he just would run, and I'm like, there you go. That's why I was actually a fat quarterback. <laughs> I was just a fat quarterback, man, when I was younger. My body failed me, too, but eh, that's besides the point. But I could hit almost any pass that was within uh, 20 yards, easily. I didn't air, I hardly airmailed anything. If I airmailed you, you weren't fast enough for me. It's <laughs> basically how I felt about it. If I overthrow you, you weren't where you needed to be. And if you're running a five-yard out, you th- overthrew that person if they're running a five-yard out. I don't care what you say. You can say they didn't run the right route. No, no, dude. You just overthrew a five-yard out, and that's on you. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, but like I said, that's just bad. Don't, if he keeps winning, you can't go back. It's it's Mike White's team. From here on out, if he keeps winning. Not only that, but the Jets, the Jets haven't been relevant in how long? They really haven't even been relevant since Rex Ryan was their coach and Mark Sanchez before the butt fumble. So, there you go. Exactly. All right. Speaking of holding out players, which that was a terrible segue, I realized after I wrote it, because <laughs> I should have done this one before the Jets story. The Packers may be in the same boat as the Rams when it comes to their quarterback situation. Aaron Rodgers has a rib injury and could miss some time. The Packers are about virtually eliminated from the playoff contention and just may want to use the rest of the season to evaluate Jordan Love. Love had some nice moments on Sunday Night Football and was an onside kick recovery uh, 
from having an opportunity to tie that game up. Cooper, it has actually been officially announced that Rodgers will play this weekend, but even though we have hindsight now on that, before we knew that officially, would you have sat Rodgers? I mean, Rodgers just doesn't seem like he cares. At least when Love's out there, he acts like he cares. True. So, I would rather go with a quarterback that would give a damn if you win or lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, I think Rodgers is more concerned about whatever new age stuff he's into. Hiawaka, so that's technically weed tea? Yeah. Hiawaka or whatever it's pronounced. So, Something that's special tea that gets you high. <laughs> yeah, just, just uh, not into all that craziness. Uh, I've got enough problems in my own life. I don't need to be, no. So I don't understand people that, that, that have this need to want to be high all the time and be out there and, yeah. and try new different things and... So it's that, that's great when you're not an NFL quarterback. That too, yeah. When you're not an NFL quarterback. If you're an NFL quarterback, there should be nothing that you that should come out about you doing something like that. Yeah, that's that's detrimental to to uh, the organization. To be honest. Now, if you were telling me you were taking like THC stuff because it helps with pain. Yeah. And you're advocating that's why I'm taking it. Therefore, I shouldn't be hit with a drug, you know, a drug um, suspension because I'm taking something for pain relief because I don't like what Tylenol and ibuprofen, all the acetamin, acetamin, yeah, whatever it is, um, pills that are painkillers, and you don't want to do Vicodin because unfortunately, even though I love Vicodin, I'm not. In love with Vicodin, like, saying like that. But I really like Vicodin. But some people won't take it because they're afraid they can be addicted to it. I mean, it's like me having cerebral palsy, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of the the um, the gummies they have now. Not with the ones... With, I, I don't do anything with THC in it because I just... I don't like that high feeling anymore. Right. It's like, no, when you... When you're young and dumb and whatever, it's it's fun. But, but the hemp oil that's that keeps yeah. you out of pain. Yeah, but that yeah. stuff that stuff's good. It, yeah. it helps, and uh, you know. Uh, but the this need for people to always want to be out of their mind or woke, as they like to tell everybody, it's right. like you're full of shit, dude. Exactly. So. That's just me. Yeah, but if I'm the Packers, I would have. Yeah, I would have told Rogers. I don't care. Go go be woke somewhere else. Go be woke somewhere else, or at least you're gonna ride the bench for a few weeks until we know your (laughs) rib is good. Yeah, a hundred percent good. Just because you got uh, some clear bill of health, you can't really throw a ball with the ribs hurting. I mean, you can, but it's it's gonna sucks. It's gonna hurt. You're gonna have a hard time breathing. And when you get hit again, it's you're going to really be hating gonna life. Hurt. Yeah, yep. it's really going to hurt and be hating life. So I'd rather just bench him for a few weeks in that aspect. Go, look, for the betterment of your own health, we're going to sit you for a few weeks until we know for a fact that you don't have a red issue anymore. Yeah. And then 
depending that way because then in your own mind you can be like well if jordan love is actually showing out and showing up and we're winning some games or at least keeping us in game still and not looking like complete garbage we just won't go back to you Aaron. yeah <laughs> we just won't tell you that <laughs> but anyways all right so the final story or final thing for the night is it too soon for the Steelers to be thinking about picket to pick pick it to pickens for the foreseeable future? On Monday Night Football, there uh, were great chemistry moments between the two rookies as they led the Steelers to the win against the Colts. That, of course, was highlighted by a great passing catch that led to a go-ahead touchdown. That sidelines passing catch was that was that glorious, was crazy, dude! It was so cool. Yep. And that, of course, led to the go-ahead touchdown, as well as the amazing two-point conversion play where we were wondering where the hell Pickett was throwing the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I said, did he just throw it there? <laughs> he got it there. What? We're both looking at this going, is he going to turn upfield at any time now to go try to run that in? And then all of a sudden he just wings it. We're like, where is he throwing that? Yeah. And sure enough, Pickett just is on his knees like, I'm right here. Touchdown or two point converging goal. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's too soon, dude. I think that uh, these two should be a thing. Yeah. And uh, and what's cool is they're both rookies. Yeah. And uh, if anything, they should they should do what Stafford and and Cup did and 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 hang out together all the time. Oh yeah, off season. More chemistry you have, the better off it'll be. Oh, definitely. The only thing. Is I, I sometimes I feel like the Steelers aren't a hundred percent sure yet on Pickett. They they love Pickens. Everybody loves Pickens. I told you that's the steal of the draft. Yeah. You guys stole him at the second round pick that you got him for. I'm like, oh. they're they're just not <laughs> sold on him because of of where he landed in the draft, and for the sole fact that there was no. There was no real quarterbacks in the draft for Pickett, yeah. So, but this was the easy pick for them. They know him. They yeah. know his style. Obviously, he went to Pitt and, you yeah, know. and Pitt University. So, yeah. it just, it made sense. The only thing I would like to see, and I've seen it on TikTok from Steelers fans, they all want Matt Canada fired as offensive coordinator and get a new offensive coordinator in there who can help develop Pickett. That makes sense. Pickett is accurate, and he's mobile. Those are good things to have. He's not a run-first quarterback, but if he needs to, he, he will, will take off. Yeah. And we saw it in this game. A few times he should have took off a little bit sooner because <laughs> he got sacked. Right. But at the same time, but he kept that mindset of a pocket quarterback I can trust my legs, but I would still want to make the throw downfield. As a as he gets more experience, he's going to realize, you know what, my legs might save me on this moat. I don't want to die <laughs> and yeah. run. Um, so we're going to get to that point at some point with pick uh, with Pickett. But man, Pickens, holy crap! I'm just sitting there going, I keep telling everybody that was like a Madden play, dude. That that throw on the sidelines was like the only. The only thing that's better than that was the Justin Jefferson catch against Buffalo. That's the only thing. Otherwise, we'd be talking about Pickens' catch for the rest of the year as the greatest catch this season. I'm just sorry, but Justin Jefferson on fourth down going up and mossing that down. And the guy's got two hands, and he just basically pulls it away from him with his one hand. That's just crazy. Kiss my ass. (laughs) 
Justin Jefferson's just like, nope, that's mine. I'm Justin Jefferson, dude. That's that kid's ballsy. <laughs> that kid's ballsy. I love it. I love it. Every bit of it. Fucking he had to be a Viking though. Huh, we right. didn't have a first round pick, so of course he was not going to be a Ram. But I'm just saying. Uh, but I, so, but I mean, again, you guys just freaking find wide receivers. I don't know how you guys keep finding wide receivers. I don't know who your scouts are that look at receivers, but they all need a bonus. Of course, I mean, like I said, Pickens was falling to you, and I like Pickens. I was like, Pickens is falling. How's he falling? Oh, because he missed most of the year with a foot injury? I'm like, Jamison Williams was injured, and they don't even know if he'll play. He's going to play this year. But at the time, no one knew if he was even going to play this year. And Detroit went and got him. And I think Pickens is on Jamison's level. The only difference is Jamison Williams is actually a little bit faster than Pickens. But what do you do? Once you get the pads on, you almost are equal in speed usually. Yeah. But I will tell you, Jamison Williams is really nice. Unless you're Cooper Cup. Like I said, though, pads actually help him be faster technically because everybody else's speed is down because of the pads. Right. That's just, that's just, you know, that's just my favorite white boy. I can't help that. That's my favorite white boy. (laughs) In football, you're still my, you're still my favorite white boy, bro. Yep. You're still my number one white boy. (laughs) Just crazy, man. Crazy. It was, it was, it was a fun-filled week of. The football, sure fun. Turkey. If I ignored no, my man. teams, it was fun. <laughs> Turkey, freaking stuff. <laughs> freaking oh man, it was good. So much food. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And all I had was a sub. It was a good sub. Hey, man. we brought we brought you home some turkey. You got a turkey sandwich. How was the turkey sandwich? Pretty good. It was pretty good. I would have liked it grilled. Right. It would have been really right. good then. We, we might have to. We yeah. might have to uh, hook it up this this Christmas and do. You're all gonna get ham this Christmas. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know, man. I kind of enjoyed the turkey more than I did the ham. Oh, it's because it wasn't your dad's ham. That's why. Uh, be honest. To be honest, my dad's ham's kind of greasy nowadays, and I don't mind it. It's okay, but it. But taste wise, yeah. Yeah, taste-wise, you love that ham. Taste-wise. Anyways, we went way over. But this was fun. It was. It it was good. Since somebody had to make me do my conspiracy. Hey, man, it was worth it. (laughs) Everybody needed to hear We got people in Oregon listening. They needed to hear this. Right. Watch them be Beaver fans. (laughs) (laughs) There goes our Oregon beers. (laughs) All over Oregon listens just tanked because they're all Beaver fans in Boardman, Oregon. Thank you, Boardman, Oregon. You got us well over 100 views or downloads this year. Or not year, but month. We're almost to 1,000 for the year. We might hit 1,000 before the end of the year. That'd be awesome. That will be awesome, especially since we missed quite a bit of this year. Yes, we did. But you know what? We're having fun. We're Mm -hmm. back, and we're going to keep this going, man. I I like the new setup. Um, I think eventually we want to... Make StreamYard more of our thing. Thing, it's fun. Yeah, StreamYard so. is pretty cool. Um, once we can get it down to where we can uh, afford it <laughs> for the not so, um, you know, cheap spots. Yeah, you know, we'll be good to go. We'll make it look prettier. Definitely. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a lot of things that come up in the next year. Um, like I said uh, last night, though. We're not 100% sure on sports talk yet this week. 
Still waiting for something. Uh, all I got is rumors about where people might go. I need legitimate people going somewhere soon. Yep. So come on, freaking sports talk, baseball hot stove. I need some help there. Anyways, that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sports talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 